0: Each of the four Gospels has an account of the events of Palm Sunday. It was obviously very significant, and so they each felt they needed to say something. And I think that that little compilation that we just did with the children gives us a very good overview of of all the points brought together. But I'd like to read the account in John's Gospel. It's from chapter 12, starting at verse 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Let's just quickly pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And as we unpack some of that now, will you speak to us, I pray, by your Holy Spirit, just make us pay attention to the bits you want us to hear today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, as it said, Jerusalem was packed. It was festival time, the Passover festival. And many, many people will have traveled miles to be in Jerusalem. And news of Jesus, this man who was doing great signs and wonders, was come, was, uh, sorry, had spread. Sorry. Missed my face. Let me start that again. News of Jesus, this man who was doing great signs and wonders, healing many people, had spread. And when they realized he was coming into the city, they ran to see him. Many of the people who had witnessed Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead were amongst the crowds, and they were telling others what they'd seen. Jesus riding a donkey's colt into Jerusalem was prophesied in Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Notice that prophecy was fulfilled in every detail. I like the line, he is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. Most accounts in the Bible, when it comes to, in our Bibles, most of the accounts of this event has the heading, Jesus' triumphant entry, or something like that. There's no sign of, of, of how humble he actually was. It's, we celebrate it as a triumphant entry. And it echoes back to how Jehu in um, King 2 Kings 9.13 was welcomed as king. Then they quickly spread out their cloaks on the bare steps and blew the ram's horn, shouting, Jehu is king. And so in the same way, the people were doing the same thing. They were shouting, Jesus is king. Hosanna, which means Lord, save us. And they lay their cloaks down before Jesus as he rode into the city. And many cut branches and waved them or lay them on the ground. And as we've said, it was palm branches. John is the only one who actually mentions that they were palm branches. But that is where we get the name Palm Sunday. But in all that excitement and all that praising and honoring him, they missed the significance of Jesus humbly riding a donkey, as it said in that prophecy. He wasn't coming as a great warrior king, but a servant king. But a warrior king was what they wanted, what many believed the Messiah would be. That's why just a short week later, their cries of Hosanna changed to crucify. He hadn't met their expectations. They wanted a Messiah who would save them politically and nationally. They didn't understand that Jesus, God's Messiah, would save them spiritually. As we read, the Pharisees talk about the people going after him. And it pushed them even harder to find ways to get rid of Jesus. But I'd like us to focus particularly now on verses 20 and 21 at the end of that passage that I read. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Jesus. In this Lent study that I've been doing, um, Amy boucher Pye has um, written it. Some of you might know her because she's quite a a well-known speaker. She writes about this. She explains that the first half of John's Gospel outlines the seven signs of Jesus. And the second half of the Gospel explores the outpouring of Jesus' love through his death on the cross. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but John's gospel, that last part of Jesus' life, takes up half of John's gospel. All the other gospels sort of take quite a while to get into it. And then the, the, the last bit of Jesus' life is, is there, but it's not as focused on as John does. Let me just quote from what she says about this. Find the right page. The pivotal moment between the two halves comes from a seemingly innocuous statement opposed to one of the disciples. We would like to see Jesus. The key lies in who, asks him. Those whom John names as Greek, whom we might call Gentiles. In this context, calling them Greek doesn't necessarily mean that they came from Greece. Rather, it denotes anyone who isn't Jewish. The first half of the gospel concerns Jesus' ministry to the Jewish people. But with this question, he opens up his ministry to the whole world. Jesus breaks down the dividing wall of hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles. So this is when non-Jews, people like you and me, started to learn that we're included in this new kingdom that Jesus is talking about. We're included in God's love. We're also part of the story. These particular men have heard of Jesus. Perhaps they were at the back of the crowd and want to meet him personally. My question to you today is Do you want to see Jesus? Do you want to have a personal encounter with him? Or are you content to be at the back of the crowd, knowing he's over there somewhere, hearing all the stories about him, never quite getting to know him personally? Don't be content with that. Jesus longs to be your personal saviour, your personal friend. Don't miss out on all that he has for you. Be open to him. Talk to him, hear from him, learn about him and talk to others and ask them to pray with you. And then I started thinking about the discussions that we had a couple of weeks ago, talking about being a church that is missional, reaching out to people in our community. What if someone came in that door over there today and said, I want to see Jesus? Are we ready? Can we lead them to Jesus? Do we reflect Jesus in our lives, in the life of this church? Are we ready? Something to ponder as we seek to move on. Let me quote Amy again. we would see Jesus. Those words have long reverberated with me. First, when I read about a Victorian minister who came across them written on a piece of paper tucked into a Bible on the pulpit where he was preaching. Since then, whenever I stand before a group of people preparing to share from the scriptures, I call these words to mind as a prayer but it was at my mother-in-law's funeral that marked this phrase in my mind indelibly. As my daughter and I stood behind the lectern about to lead the prayers, I looked down and saw the brass marker with the same words embossed. I then thought how much they described my husband's mother. She had endured many challenges in life but she never gave up on her faith in God through Christ. Indeed, through her quiet witness, people could see Jesus. I pray we all aim to be like Amy's mother-in-law, that people see Jesus in us. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. Let's make this Easter special by pledging to know Jesus better and to reflect him to others. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word to us today. Lord, we would see Jesus. I pray that We spend time, this week especially, in prayer, in reading the Bible, in getting to know Jesus better so that we do indeed reflect Jesus in our lives and that people will see Jesus through who we are, what we do, how we are. Lord, give me opportunities to practice humility, to serve, to listen, and to prefer others this holy week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.